0: every team every topic everywhere this is believe old time big 10 football yeah. touchdown Purdue we yeah. just got to go hard ah uh-huh. What are we even doing here? I mean, this is going to be a game that might be the worst of all the Purdue games that we've watched together this season. Um, It's not going to be fun to watch. It's not going to be fun to preview. It's not going to be fun to recap. unless. Purdue pulls something out of their rear end that nobody has seen this year. Unless they go off and have just the game of their lives, which nobody, nobody in their right mind expects at all to have a game. This is going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. Thank you so much for tuning in here on this not-so-chipper edition of the Behind the Rails of Purdue football podcast. Um, we'll try to improve the mood over the course of the next 20 to 25 minutes or so. But uh, just because I have some things to talk about, um, some things I want to bring up that you know will get you thinking about what you should be looking for in this game, not just the score. But I think there are plenty of things that we can look at and analyze about this Purdue team going forward. Because the next three games after this one are winnable, maybe less so after what we've seen the last couple of weeks. But I, I think that the be- there are better days for Purdue football ahead. and. We'll see if some changes are made. I don't expect anything to happen over the next four weeks, but after the season is wrapped up, maybe we'll see some changes that a lot of people have been calling for. Um, We'll see a lot of things to monitor here in the next few weeks. But things that you can monitor that are easily accessible are some betting lines. Purdue is a nearly a 5 touchdown underdog in this game and it opened as a 4 touchdown underdog minus 28. Michigan is going into this game on NBC at 7:30 and that line was started there at bet online. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling college basketball is not too far behind. Bet online remains your top spot for all your betting Action and contests, the NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available, at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to online and remember to use our promo code Believe B L E A V for your fifty percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So let's let's take a look at Michigan. They came in at number three on the latest edition of college football playoff rankings. I think a lot of people thought that you know they could be higher because they have virtually dominated every single opponent that they have faced to this point. And I think when you look at them in Ohio State, Ohio State has the better resume. They have two, you know, top twenty-five wins, and that you know that are significant. You know, beating Notre Dame on the road, and then beating Penn State. You know, beating Wisconsin, different Wisconsin team. Wisconsin team that's kind of beat up, and but they've handled their business. Michigan has exceeded. Taking care of business. They've taken that notch to a whole new level. And it's been not so much uh fun viewing them or watching them because they just have handled everybody. I I was watching football with a fellow Purdue fan who I've mentioned numerous amount of times here on this program, Kale, um, one of my uh, best buds that we watch college football sometimes occasionally, He and unless he's out at Ross Hayes Stadium. So we were watching the Michigan-Michigan State game a couple of weeks ago, and we were flipping back and forth between uh, that game and I believe Notre Dame um, was playing um, somebody at the time. We were flipping back and forth between that. You no, know, it was the bye week. Both those teams, Notre Dame and Purdue, were on a bye um, so it would have been some some other big game that was happening in, in the night window. But every time we would flip back and flip to the Michigan State-Michigan game, it was a touchdown or Michigan had the ball. I, I don't remember watching Michigan State on offense at all because Michigan seemed to have the ball all the time. And that's what it's going to feel like this Saturday. It's a, another game for Michigan in primetime on NBC. So, this crew that is going to be working, I believe it's No Eagle and, and, uh, who's his partner? Oh, Todd Blackledge. Yes. Um, this crew, uh, has seen Michigan a time or two, uh, here recently. So, and, and I like both those, uh, commentators. So, at least I think the broadcast will, will sound, um, fine to listen to. But, this this game will not be pretty for them to call. I expect them to get into story time pretty soon. The, the only way I think Purdue can keep this close is if it absolutely shuts down the running game, which I don't anticipate it doing. We've we've seen Cajun Jenkins, Nick Scorton have their way with opposing offensive lines, and they had their way with a beat-up Nebraska line last week, but this offensive line that they're facing this week—it's one of the best, one of the best in the uh, the country—and it's it stinks that Purdue is going to be without the likes of OC Brothers. Musa um, is out uh, as well. Don't expect them to come back this year. This Purdue team is beat up in, in a lot of areas. We've talked about that a couple of times and you're hoping that your studs on defense have come to play. And I didn't expect this at the be at this point and maybe some of you did that you know, if you had to create a top 5, top 10 list, however deep you wanted to go of the top players on this Purdue roster at this particular moment, it's it's three guys on defense to start out your list. I don't think there's anybody on offense that would crack the top three behind um Kadron Jenkins, Nick Scorton, and Dylan Thieneman. Name me an offensive player that would that you would put over those top three guys right now. N- not not a whole lot. I mean, I would it would take me a hot well, I would go Sanusi Kane, probably four. So, Karloftis is probably in that top 10. I just don't, the, the, you're relying on a defense that, like I said, has been put in positions to hold up because of a, a poor performing offense these last three games, putting in tough spots. I think those four guys are playmakers that you can build on. Um hopefully, you know, all of them stick around and, and you have those building blocks for next year's defense. But I, I think that those three guys are in contention for all Big Ten teams. I don't know if they'll ha- Purdue will have the record. If they can win their final three games, that'll help. But they're performing at all Big Ten levels. I mean, they're all, uh, at least jenkins is in the top three for like three different three or four different categories Thieneman's gonna make you know the all big 10 freshman team and i i just think that these guys are performing at pretty high levels and it's unfortunate that you know i i don't anticipate them making a first team you know maybe a second team maybe an honorable mention i I'm forgetting at the moment how the teams are made up, but you're going to have to try and stop this rushing attack. Donovan Edwards, Blake Corum, and try to put some pressure on J.J. McCarthy, but with his ability to use his legs and continue plays, I think is one of his biggest assets. Uh, I think that the playmakers are have you know improved Roman Wilson Leads the team in uh, receptions and receiving yards and and touchdowns. And he's the go-to target for J.J. McCarthy. And McCarthy has improved. He's in the Heisman conversation, for sure. And he's going to have to, he can put himself firmly in that conversation and possibly earn himself an invitation to New York. The next couple of weeks. I don't think he's going to have a Heisman moment in this game. But I think a couple of places had him as the odds on favorite to win it. He's going to have to perform very well against Penn State and Ohio State in the next two out of the three weeks after this weekend. So it's it's just I don't trust this Purdue offense to go down and even get to 20 points in this game. And I don't see the defense holding up enough to keep this team down below the 20-point mark either. Michigan has just absolutely been dominating teams, and who's just not a good team overall. I think they have good pieces, but as a team, can't really put it together. I haven't been able to put it together for about a month. I mean, we were sitting here after the Iowa game, maybe, thinking that, okay, you faced a really good defense. You made some mistakes. You had a chance to win that game a couple of times late. Your defense played well on third down. And then you come out of the Nebraska game. You had a week off before that. And you just don't show up offensively. You look putrid, no rhythm, can't protect your quarterback, can't run the ball, don't even try to run the ball. And that's going to be something very difficult for this Purdue team to do as well. I mean, Michigan's defense is very good and was good the last couple of years and is has only gotten better. Uh, they've only given up four touchdowns. Four. Huh. So half of their opponents have actually scored a touchdown. Nope. Yep. Yep. Nope. They allow less than 150 yards on in the air. Red zone defense is one of the best if you can get down there. Um, teams are averaging less than 230 yards of offense. So if Purdue can get past that, I would be impressed. I don't even. I think they were around that last week for the Nebraska game. Um man, it's it's going to be a struggle because they have playmakers everywhere. Their secondary has been stellar for the last few years, it feels like. Um I don't necessarily know if they have that elite pass rusher that they've had, but they still as a unit can shut things down and not allow you to run the game, uh run the ball or have a whole lot of time and with this offense the way it is right now beat up and your two tackles missing on the edge it just doesn't spell very well for this team to have a whole lot of success on on the offense and the only one area i would maybe think that they can is trying to run the ball trying to waste as much clock as they can keep their offense, keep Michigan State's offense on the field. I mean, that's the simple way to do it and come up on third downs, keeping drives alive. But what confidence do you have in this team right now to actually go out there and do it? Uh, Cause I don't, I mean, this team's going to have to try and break some big plays and, as we've seen, they they tried last week going deep multiple times, more than they had in the previous few games, and just couldn't connect. Couldn't connect. Now, you, you connect on one or two of those this time around, it might be a different story. You maybe open up that defense a little bit. And Michigan has given up a couple of those big plays early on in the games. I think against Rutgers they were down against Indiana they were down uh, early on but then once the floodgates open then it's just it's on. You are not scoring. Michigan is just going to score all the points and say what you will, you know, about the you know, Connor Stallion stuff and the the cheating scandal and the sign stealing scandal that's been going on. That's going to be, I think, a topic of conversation on the broadcast. So if you want more of that, if you haven't gotten that enough in your life in the last two weeks, two, three weeks, I think there's going to be some of that. There will probably be some in the pregame leading up. But I don't anticipate. I don't think that would have made much of a difference regardless, even if, you know, just the way the teams are constructed at the moment and how beat up Purdue is and how dominant Michigan has been. I think it's more than likely going to just be a topic on the broadcast for a couple of minutes, and we'll be out of there in no time. Hopefully, I'm recording this podcast by 11 o'clock at the latest, hopefully earlier. I might petition for a running clock because that's how ugly it is going to be, I believe, in this game. I just I don't see a path. And, you know, weird things can happen in college football. We had, I think Virginia was a four-touchdown underdog at North Carolina uh, when they beat the Tar Heels a couple of weeks ago. But that's a, a, a flawed North Carolina team that doesn't have a very good defense. It has a, a fine defense. But this is a, a team in Michigan that even if it does get off to a slow start, even if all these out outside distractions become something that are a distraction and uh, um, you come out slow because you aren't 100% focused on the game, you have Penn State next week, I, I just don't think that Purdue is going to be able to make or capitalize on any of that non-focus that Michigan might bring to this game it's they're just too talented across the lines out wide they have the better quarterback they have the better running back duo they have the better secondary I just don't think there's going to be a whole lot that Purdue can do at any level anywhere on the field I mean if you go follow Parker Fleming on Twitter stats of war, I think is his, um, handle on X. He, he tweets out, um, all these charts for every single game, um, with advanced stats. And it's a lot of efficiency stuff. Do you finish drives? How are you on first down? How are you on, you know, second and third down and all that percentage of stuff, stuff. I, I love to look over and read. And I went to the Purdue and Michigan game, I think I've tweeted, retweeted out a couple of the games that are close. I think the Illinois game was a, it was a 50-50 game, pretty much right on the nose, um, 50-50 percentage-wise. But it, it definitely didn't end out playing like that. Um, this this one has, I think, Purdue scoring somewhere in, uh, just over 10 points and Michigan scoring well over 30. And if you look at the colors of the charts Blue means good, dark blue means really good. a lot of dark blue on Michigan side. Um, and then kind of in the middle is is white and then you know for average or uh, if you're below average and you're like a light light red if you're way down at the bottom, you're a dark red and Purdue's got some dark red on their stuff. Uh, but Purdue is just not a team that I think can capitalize on any of the distractions that Michigan might have. I think Michigan is just too talented everywhere. And that's why I have Michigan winning in a big way. I, I think they top 50 points. I think Purdue um, is held under 10 for the longest time in this game. They might score a field goal or, or a touchdown late in the game to, to reach double-digit points. But I think it's just going to be a long day for Purdue and Purdue fans. Um, if you haven't already switched to basketball, I this this and that last week's game didn't do it for you. This game just might, but I I hope you still stick around at least listen to the podcast. I try to be entertaining outside of just the game. Um, but it's just been a slog, and hopefully, we get some more competitive games coming up. Um, But this one, I don't see it being very competitive right from the jump. Michigan, 51, Purdue, 13. So, that's pretty much all I have for it. Um, I will be in a different location for Sunday's uh, game. Uh, It'll still be in my house, but somebody is uh, taking up my office here um, and staying over with me. So, but uh, we'll be in a different location. We'll still record the podcast on uh, on Saturday evening. Have it out for you early Sunday morning. So I appreciate you guys all tuning in. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you follow on the social channels. If you want to email the show, it's down there below. If you want to check that out, comment, reach out, um, say what's up. So until Sunday morning. hopefully. Purdue sticks around long enough for you to watch bits and pieces of that game, and we can talk about, if not, I'll be there watching the whole darn thing and recapping it for you guys on Sunday. So until then, I've been your host, Bryce Vance. This has been Behind the Rails of Purdue Football on the Believe Network, presented by Online. I'll see you guys on Sunday. Thank you for listening to Believe.